All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Oh, thank you, Mr. Mann, and welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukera. He is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, also in Washington, Pennsylvania. He's a wealth advisor and director with the parent Robert W. Baird Company, and he's here for the next half hour to talk with you about investing in the market and how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios created just for each client. If you have any questions during the half hour, call Walt at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron or on WNIR.com. You can call toll-free also, 800 669 Walt, I heard it said last week that uh, sometimes it feels like the uh, stock exchange has become the new home of the Optimists Club. Another week where the stock markets have started slow but ended strong. So tell us about what happened last week. Hey, Bob. The, the market continued to push forward. Uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, set an intraday record every single day of the week, um, eventually rising uh, 4.1%. Uh, 1,282 points, ending at 32,778. Um, so, you know, year-to-date, we're up 7.1% in that Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, the S&P 500 Index also had a good week, up 2.6%. And year-to-date, we're up about 5% on the S&P 500. Uh, the NASDAQ came roaring back, um, up 3.1% for the week. And now, year-to-date, we're at 3.3%. And the Russell 2000 uh, really had a great week. It's 7.3%. That's the small mid-cap stocks. And, again, year-to-date up about 19.1%. And that kind of goes along with our thesis all along, Bob, that those small mid-cap stocks were the place to be. Uh, You know, we've been talking about that since last year. And, uh, you know, that thesis continues as we look forward. I think there's a lot of opportunities still in that arena um, as, as the economy, you know, continues to recover. It is, uh, again, almost amazing, but when you look back in history, back uh, there in the great beginning of the Great Depression, 1933, FDR was thrown in as a president, and in his inaugural address, the famous words were uttered, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Here in the March of 2021, looking at the market, how do you feel that this, uh, this quotation applies to what you see today? I think it does apply, Bob. You know, I think people are, you know, fearful. Um, there's a lot of fear out there still. Uh, we always talk about that wall of worry uh, that we have to, you know, continue to climb over as an investor. And in the 30-plus years that I've been doing this, there's always been things to worry about. And and I think last year, if we were going to ever have a worry, um, you know, with the global pandemic and, the you know, the uh, really economy being shut down and everything that we were facing, but um, resiliency is there. You know, <clears throat> governments did what they needed to do. The 
Uh, all the monetary uh, institutions out there did what they needed to do. For the most part, I think people did what they needed to do, and now we're starting to find our way out of you know that pandemic. <clears throat> There's a lot of good news out there. Uh, you know, you look at COVID cases are really dropping um, dramatically, and in most cases, I think cases from the peak are down about 77 percent. Uh, deaths are down 49 percent. Hospitalizations down 76 percent. And a really important one is nursing home cases uh, are down about 96%. Um, so, again, a lot of favorable numbers out there. Uh, we saw yesterday that uh, TSA travel, um, as reported by the TSA, hit a, hit a high coming off Friday. 1.3 million people uh, were back at the airport. Remember, we were at lows of 87,500 passengers, you know, at the low back in April of 2020. So, a lot of good things that are happening right now. Um, the worries, you know, uh, people are worrying about the economy as far as the governmental spending. You know, we did pass the $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus bill, add that to the $4 trillion from last year. Uh, we saw the worries about inflation, although CPI and PPI reported last week the economic indicators that we check inflation, and they seem to be under control. That calmed the market down a little bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, interest in commodities going up and how that might impact uh, the outlook. But overall, Bob, I, I think it is fear itself at this point. We're very bullish. I think we're going to see uh, an incredible GDP growth, um, a lot of new jobs, uh, record corporate profits. A lot of our companies that did well through the pandemic, I think we'll continue to do well here as we go through 2021 into 2022. So I think it's a time to be an investor. It's a time to know what you own and know why you own it. Make sure you're evaluating that portfolio and that you're positioned properly. Talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron about the stock market and investing, and you can call them at 330-673-1234 if you have questions about any particular stocks or things that you're looking at. Now, Walt, you urge your investors to think for themselves. You do a lot of reading, studying, of course, 30 years you've been doing this, so this is your, your, your livelihood and your life. Uh, recently, we've seen a lot of uh, some people call the gambling mentality on Wall Street. We saw the action with GameStop, uh, Reddit, Robinhood. Uh, we didn't think these names would be much of anything at the beginning of the year. What insights have you uh, put together after, after looking at what has happened to those particular issues in the past few weeks? Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot to read. I mean, I don't know, some 17,000 articles out there on this whole GameStop issue. Um, I think the theme that's coming out of it, you know, or the theme that everybody that is writing about it likes to uh, portray is uh, the little guy beating up on Wall Street. But uh, as, you, as you really look at the story, it, it doesn't seem that way at all. Um, you know, Wall Street is Wall Street. Uh, as you mentioned, this gaming mentality, I think the biggest takeaway that I come out of this with is that there is a little bit more of a, a, a casino mentality right now. I mean, there, there always has to be a little bit, Bob. I mean, if we just think about, you know, what stocks are for. Um, you know, stocks are for um, ownership in a company. You know, they're for people like you and I uh, to transmit some of our capital over to the hands of, of managers of these corporations so that they can put it to work and that we can share in, in the profits and the the growth of those companies we choose to invest in. Uh, there is a little bit of price discovery that goes with that. I mean, when we put, you know, money in, I, you know, the markets will, will you know, figure out what the proper price is. And, and so there's always going to be a little bit of a casino mentality uh, with investing. However, uh, we saw a lot of that really go to um, 
really on unprecedented levels. Uh, things that I've never seen in my career, you know, as I look at the GameStop, you know, situation. I mean, it's it was unbelievable, you know, a company that basically was trading between three and five dollars for a number of years uh, jumped to three hundred and twenty-five dollars really just in a few days, and I think hit a high of four hundred and eighty-three dollars. And again, a lot of it had to do with this casino gambling mentality. Again, we don't do that here in our group. Uh, we stay away from that. We're we're not speculators. We are investors. But it does scare people, and, you know, I think it, it, it adds to that fear we just talked about, you know, at the start of the show. Uh, people worry, you know, am I really, is this really something I'm doing that has value to it, or am I, am I gambling? And I, I think you just have to be careful about the process you're using, uh, the types of investments you're still selecting, uh, the type of advisor that you work with to make sure that they're positioning you properly. If it's important money, uh, you need to make sure you put it in the hands of people that understand important money. And uh, but there's ways to continue to make money out there, Bob. I just think that, yeah, there is there is a, a little bit of gambling going on out there right now, and you got to be careful about it. Now, when you talk with your investors, uh, some of them may come to you and say, you know, I kind of like a little bit of taste of the gambling. Uh, what do you, what do you, uh, how do you counsel them when they uh, they ask you that? Yeah, Bob. We, I mean, that's where we have our small mid cap portfolio. I, I think that gives us the opportunity to be a little bit more of a trader. Um, you know, we still buy good companies with good business models that have financial power. Uh, we trade that portfolio around a little bit. I always like to say that's the portfolio where we date the stocks uh, versus the core equity where we're kind of more married to them. Um, so, again, it's a, we, we can put risk in, but, but an appropriate level of risk depending on the money that people have. Again, most of the people we work with have given their life energy for the money that they have. Uh, it's important to them. They they want to make money. They want to take risk at times with maybe some of it, but they still want it back. Uh, and that was probably the, the number one thing. When I started in this business, I had a, a mentor that had worked 40 years prior to me, and he said, well, you know, people are more concerned about the return of their money than the return on their money. And that's always set with me, and it's always been uh, ingrained in my mind. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sakira, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, and we're going to talk about stocks right now. We call it Stock Talk, and we call you on to uh, be part of the program. To call us now at 330-673-1234 and ask Walt questions about any particular stock that you're interested in that's made the news maybe or that maybe you'd like to like to invest in yourself or you are invested in, you'd like to know whether or not you get out or whatever the question might be. Give him a call. He's here to talk with you at 330-673-1234. And if you're listening, Ian Pennsylvania online at WNR.com. You can call us toll-free if you need to at 800-669-4100. Okay, well, we have been talking, uh, again, almost uh, every single show about electric vehicles. And I guess you have decided to, uh, as they say, put the pedal to the metal and the rubber to the road, and you purchased Tesla last week for the core equity portfolio. Well, what finally took you over the brink? Well, Bob, we've been looking for an opportunity, and, uh, you know, I was always a little bit slow to pull the trigger, and uh, I had to get my head around uh, everything that this company was doing and uh, think about it more for that core equity portfolio. Again, this is one that we're, we're going to, you know, we propose to, and we're going to hold it for a while. Uh, we just look at the next five to ten years, and we think there's an incredible opportunity, um, not just for electric cars, but... Uh, for a lot of what Tesla is involved in, you know, sustainable energy. Um, you know, you look at their solar roofs, their energe- energy generation, uh, batteries, capacity. Um, you know, they were even helping out with the grid down there in Texas, you know, with a super battery that they, they put together. So 
Um, if you know, and if you listen to Elon Musk, who I've I've read a lot and listened to a lot and spent time, you know, um, you know, kind of going back and listening to his words, if, if he can execute, and he's he's been an executor, he's, he executes well. Um, they'll be selling about 20 million vehicles, uh, you know, in the late 2020s. So, uh, you know, it seems to me a, a good entry point for us. Um, again, if I think longer term, I, you know, that the thing about when the stock dropped, it was at 900, it dropped below 600. Uh, that gave us an opportunity. Um, it still may go down. Um, you know, we, we put some in, we have some kind of reserve to the side. We could buy more. I mean, uh, you know, the stock bumped up last week after we purchased it, but I mean, it could go lower. And if it goes lower, we, we would look at it again, you know. So I think you have to be an investor with this type of uh, security, but to me, you just can't um, ignore uh, the, the potential and uh, where the market is going and the fact that a lot of uh, capital markets are going to, they're going to finance this stuff, you know. I mean, if you look at where all the other companies are going now, um, the Fords, the GMs, the Volkswagens, the Toyotas, everybody's kind of heading towards these electric uh, vehicles, and uh, Tesla's the leader at this point, and, and you know, they're going to have the opportunities out there to execute, and uh, we think they can. Now, with the expansion of that electric vehicle market, does it make you feel any more uh, kindly toward uh, investing in, in those traditional big car companies like GM or Ford? It does, Bob. Yeah, I mean, I think there's opportunity. I think you got to pick your spots. Um, you know, we like to uh, own leaders. Uh, you know, in, in the core portfolio, you know, we only have 24 stocks in there right now, and it takes a pretty special stock to crack it in the, into that group. Um, we don't just throw anything in there. So, um, but there are some investors, you know, that might like to, you know, look at some of those other companies, and, and there's probably is some opportunity there. So, um, uh, you know, you just have to. It depends on the portfolio that you're running and, and what your outlook is and what your investment time frame is. Guys, it's springtime. Baseball is back with us, and uh, we all baseball fans, and you are too. And you often uh, use baseball as an analogy for for your investing and and how you invest. You talk about the the uh, baseball player at the bat. He's waiting for that perfect pitch. You call it the fat pitch strategy. Now, how does the fat pitch strategy apply to investing? Well, Bob, I think you know baseball is an interesting game because you know you you only. I get to the point where you have two strikes and three balls, and then something has to happen. And uh, but if you can imagine, if you were a batter and and you had an unlimited amount of balls, uh, where you could you know you could wait for that perfect pitch. Uh, baseball isn't played that way because obviously the game's be way too long. Um, if a batter could just sit up there and wait and wait and wait until he got the pitch he wanted, uh, but we can do that in investing. And you know that's kind of what we do with Tesla. It's uh, what we do with a lot of stocks, especially in that core equity portfolio. Uh, we, we identify, we watch, we, we wait, we're patient. Uh, we try to wait for that pitch to come across at the point where we feel it's, it's, it's the right time to swing. And I think investors uh, have to think of it that way. You're not forced to make an investment decision. Uh, there's no investment emergency that I've ever, I've ever seen. Uh, you know, people that are panicking, they want to put trades in or might miss a, sh- a few point move. I mean, you got to reevaluate maybe uh, the way that you're operating. I mean, I, I think you, you have time. And a lot of times, core heads prevail, and, and if you take your time and, and things are well thought out, a lot of times you execute a lot better. Talking to Walt Sakira with the AKW Group at 330-673-1234. Good morning on WNIR. Morning. Uh, I thought the world forgot us, the old value investors, until this week. It's like Christmas in March this week. <laughs> That's right. Value is, value is coming back, right, Ken? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wanted to give you guys a homework uh, assignment here, and I think you'll find it real interesting uh, related to the market. 
You don't want uh, to come r- pick up write trash. Write this you? down, if you would. <laughs> the best piggy bank. The best That's... piggy bank. It's from First Nations Experience on public television. Okay. It's the banking system on an island of Vanatawa in Australia. And they have a bank and they have uh, an accountant and they have $1.3 billion in assets. They don't use cash. The uh, only thing they need money for is uh, sugar, salt, and uh, fabric. It harkens back to the old, uh, you know, wampum and uh, beads and all that stuff. But anyway, the best piggy bank. And, okay. uh, and And check it out. I think you'll be very impressed. And I think anybody in school would be uh, well served to uh, look at this 15 minute video it's on youtube it's uh, from the public television okay the yeah, best so piggy bank look at it yeah well as long as uh, you were going to ask bob and i to come out and walk that mile with you back and forth to pick up trash <laughs> oh we, uh, beautiful yesterday beautiful. yeah we'll, we'll come I, over I, I, for the I, jack daniels on the pancakes but uh there you, you know. go try that no i, I i'm serious <laughs> on the on the uh, French toast, maple syrup, and that. Oh, wow, that's uh, delicious. What do you think, but Bob? I had a beaver in the pond. <laughs> but we went back to sleep again. All my trees, and I had to get a uh, trapper out there. So we're we're back to normal. So all right. Well, check that uh, the best piggy bank out, and keep up. Uh, it's very important uh, for young people to see that. Okay. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you for calling. 330-673-1234. We'll talk to Walt Secure here of the AKW Group in Akron on Stock Talk. Uh, another group in your core portfolio, the uh, world-famous Walt Disney Company. They talked last week about their new streaming system that came on last year. Now over 100 million subscribers. Are you confident that Disney can still grow? And how far can they go with this streaming network strategy? Bob, they've been impressive. I mean, their their growth weight is, rate is way faster than Netflix. But again, they had a really strong brand to walk work off of. Um, they're talking about 230 to 260 million viewers by uh, 2024. So, uh, you know, growth is there. It's international and it's in its opportunity. And again, this is a company that really you know pivoted during the pandemic and uh, you know went hard at this new Disney Direct, and it's been a it's been a real winner for them. And uh, it's exciting to see where they can go in the future. And, of course, with the uh, things we cover in 2021, the parks, uh, Disney Cruise Lines, and even the uh, box office uh, for their movies could come back this year, too. And what's going to make them a very formidable corporation? It really does, Bob. Yeah, we, we looked at this as a recovery stock. You know, we started talking about this at the middle of last year. And, uh, you know, we see it as one of the best recovery stocks out there with the parks and, as you mentioned, cruise lines. And if the movie theater ever comes back and, they get their blockbuster hits going again. I mean, there's a lot of ways for this company to capitalize. And uh, don't forget about their ESPN franchise, ABC franchise. I mean, they, this is a company that, you know, really can operate at many, many different levels um, and, and has done so. Now, another stock in your Empowering Women and your Small Cap Midfolio is that one of those dating services, Bumble, and their other dating app called Badoo, I think. Uh, if love is in the air this spring, uh, how do you think of these companies and their results? Well, we like we like Bumble. They had good results, Bob. I mean, their quarter was impressive. Uh, they had some really good revenue growth up about thirty-one percent for the quarter. Uh, they did one hundred and sixty-five million over thir- over uh, one hundred and twenty-six million. That's a thirty-one percent increase. Uh, they also had a really nice uh, increase in the amount of subscribers, uh, people on the network. And as we talked about, you know, this is a women-driven type of pro- platform. Um, you know, founded by uh, Whitney Wolf Hurd, who's very young, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Bumble. 
uh, really the unique part of this is that uh, the woman has to reach out first and on the application. They have to make the first move, and uh, kind of a little bit different than all the other ones out there. Uh, and also, they have a really interesting network when you look at the Bumble BFF, um, you know, off of the Bumble app, you know, women can also just find friends uh, for women that move or lack friendships. You know, they can use the Bumble BFF application and also Bumble Biz so that women can uh, network a little bit more with other women. Um, so this is a, a networking company that, you know, dating's at the center, but I think there's some interesting things going on um, just in, in connection and uh, social connection that the, that will happen in this network. And uh, run by some pretty uh, pretty powerful women that understand uh, women, and, and we'll see where this company goes. Another recent purchase for the small-cap, mid-cap portfolio is a familiar name to those uh, over yonder there, Kenametal, headquartered in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Tell us about Kenametal and why you bought them and what the outlook is. Yeah, Kenametal is a, an interesting company, Bob. I mean, they're a manufacturer of uh, metalworking tools, uh, wear-resistant, engineered components and coatings. Uh, you know, they manufacture, uh, put, you know, processes, customized solutions for engine, airframes, automobiles, trucks, ships. Uh, you know, cut, they have a custom metal cutting solution uh, for general engineering procedures used in aerospace, uh, energy, transportation. Uh, and they also are involved in things like road milling, trenching, uh, surface mining, underground mining safety. Uh, so we like this company from its just its value perspective. You know, as Ken mentioned ago, this is more of a value stock. They've they've struggled through the pandemic. They've had to kind of reset their other uh, uh, opportunities a couple different times. They've done a lot of cost cutting. Uh, but you know, as we talked about, Congress is now going to turn their mind over to an infrastructure bill. Uh, we'll see what they can get passed. And any infrastructure bill that comes out, uh, Ken Metal will be a big winner. Uh, and infrastructure, uh, anything that has to do with roads, um, you know, if, if this company is going to be at the center of it. Uh, it's not a very sexy stock, but it's it's one that's pretty important, and, uh, you know, we're happy to have it in the small mid-cap portfolio at the time. Now, you've been doing a lot of uh, buying for the small mid-cap portfolio, which means it was all you're doing a lot of, a lot of selling in there, too. Uh, is your trading strategy different for your core equity or empowering women and small mid-cap portfolios? It really is, Bob. As I mentioned a little bit ago, you know, the core equity is the, the marriage stocks. I mean, we propose, we married them, we, we hope to have a long, long relationship with the stocks to get in that portfolio. And, you know, I, I tell people if, you know, a buy-hold strategy is a hard strategy to implement anymore. I think you got to pay attention and you got to make some changes from time to time. But any portfolio that's going to be a buy-hold, it's going to be that core. I mean, that's kind of the philosophy. We we buy it for the 12 to 18 month period, but I'd love to hold those stocks for 10, 20 years if we could. Uh, the small mid cap is different. It, it looks at where the opportunities are. We've shifted that portfolio quite around from the growth stocks to the value stocks. Um, we've shifted it around this year away from technology a little bit to some other areas, the recovery stocks. Um, so again, it's it's a portfolio that's going to ebb and flow. It's it's going to try to be a little bit more on you know where the opportunities are currently. Uh, the Empowering Women's kind of in the middle. You know, the Empowering Women does a little bit of both. It has some core stocks in it, but it also has some stocks that we trade. So um, all of them make sense in, in our framework, and, and uh, you know, I have a really good process that I've developed for 30 years that we utilize in here daily, and, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, something we're uh, proud to uh, execute uh, every day for our clients. 
Once again, Walt Secure is with us from the AKW Group here in Akron, also in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, now in the Washington, Pennsylvania office. Uh, we haven't talked, well, we talk about how you invest in your stocks and the portfolios that you have, but we also have we spent a lot of time talking about how you deal with those portfolios and that individual investor. We always billboard that you treat the individual investor to a, to a portfolio of stocks that they actually own, not a, any kind of a mutual fund. They own these stocks, and they own them you know, in these portfolios that are really kind of custom designed for each particular investor. So when you sit down with an investor, you have you have these portfolios, you have these different strategies. How do you determine what's the best fit for that particular person? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of give and take. Uh, it's understanding people's risk return levels. It's, it's understanding what's important to them, the time frame that they have to invest, um, their goals and objectives, and then we'll put together a plan. Uh, we lay out each strategy. We explain why we do what we do. Um, and, and we see if it, it matches up, you know, and in a lot of cases we, we can find some kind of combination of the portfolios that, that makes sense uh, for each client that we sit with. But, you know, sometimes we're not a fit, um, you know, we, we're not a fit for everyone. Um, so, again, you know, there's no pressure on our end when we talk to people. We, we want to find people that are going to be happy with the approach that we take and give us that three to five years to prove that we're, we're worth it. Um, so we kind of try to avoid, you know, people that might come in and say, well, I'll give this a shot for three or five months and see what happens. I mean, that's, that's not a good situation for, for the investor or for us. Um, but, again, we can, we can mix, mix and match and, um, you know, figure out what allocation, how much should be in stocks, how much should be in each of the strategies that we own. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that we've become very good at uh, here at our, in our practice. And, of course, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company nationally and worldwide. They provide private wealth management and asset management for them. They do investment banking. They help their team in Fairlawn do retirement planning, financial planning, estate plan reviews, tax reviews, and more. Since this is tax time, uh, one of the things that had happened in the CARES Act last year uh, changed the way you could handle your required minimum distribution of your IRA qualified money after the age of 70 and a half. Now, this may have uh, caused a bit more accounting work for doing the taxes for 20 and 20. What, to, what do you advise people, and what have you seen your accountants doing about that? Yeah, it's really important, Bob, that you communicate, and, and we're trying to help the clients communicate with their CPAs. Um, what happened with a lot of individuals is they started taking their RMDs last year, and then when the CARES Act was um, put into place, it allowed people to put that money back in. Um, so just as an example, you know, if, if you took $10,000 out of your IRA, uh, the CARES Act came and I called you and said, hey, Bob, you know, you can put that back. And you say, yeah, sure, let's put it back. But what happens is you still get a 1099-R at the end of the year. You still get reported that you took that $10,000 out. So you really have to communicate with your CPA to let them know you put it back in um, and, and make sure that they do the proper accounting. Uh, There's nothing that's attached to the return. Now, you will get a 5498, but it, it, the problem is it won't come out until after uh, your taxes are filed. So that next form you get will show that you put the money back in, but, again, that will be later in the year uh, when, when you get that uh, form for your record. So uh, just a lot of coordination, making sure that, you know, everybody understands what you did, why you did it. Um, you know, some CPAs are calling in saying, hey, so-and-so doesn't have a 1099-R. Again, we're clarifying those issues for our clients. You know, well, we didn't have a an RMD taken out for the year. So a little bit more to keep track of, and, you know, you surely don't want to report something that you shouldn't report on your return. 
again, while you're not tax accountants yourselves, you do know people who are, and you do have a lot of access to those uh, experts uh, of your own and through the Robert W. Baird Company. So you still can give some good information, although once more we have to emphasize you're not an accounting firm of, of your own, but you can uh, kind of help people with their accountants to get th- through some of these uh, interesting areas of uh, doing their 2020 tax returns. So let's talk about what's happening uh, next uh, next week. We had, uh, once, once more, another surprising week on Wall Street. It started slow, ended big. And how can you possibly predict what's going to happen next week? <laughs> Bob, there's no way to predict it. We'll just, we'll just live through it. And uh, we're always excited to see what the weeks hold for us. Um, you know, we got a couple companies going to report that we'll pay attention to. Um, Williams-Sonoma is one that we follow. FedEx uh, reports. Dower General. Uh, Nike also reports this week. So a couple companies to pay attention to. Um, we'll also watch the economic data that comes out. And as you said, just the, the general movement of the market and the attitude and the emotions that uh, people are, are going out there with, with the trading that they're doing. Once again, if you like what you hear about Walt Secure and the way he invests his clients' money, why don't you give him a call here in Akron and, and talk to them about becoming one of his clients. The number here in Akron is 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. In uh, the area by Pittsburgh, they're in Washington, Pennsylvania. They have a branch office run by Sue Marshall, and the phone number there for the same kind of treatment is 412 412- Four eight zero five zero nine zero. When you call either number, remind them that you heard them here in WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secura, have a great week. Talk to you next Sunday. Thanks. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Bumble Inc., symbol BMBL. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. Dower General, symbol DG. FedEx, symbol FDX. Ford, symbol F. GameStop, symbol GME. General Motors Company, symbol GM. Canamental Inc., symbol KMT. Nike, symbol NKE. Netflix, symbol NFLX. Toyota Motor Corporation, symbol TM. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. And Williams-Sonoma Inc., symbol WSM. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.